Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here at PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX and I'm joined by my vice mayor, my co-host, my friend, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, we are one week away, my friend, from opening day. One week. This is not a drill. I could not be more excited. This is not a drill. Yeah, well, one week until the games count. One week until we can stop being cautiously optimistic about this team. And one week until we can see if they really, truly can turn around this franchise after the disaster. Are you suggesting... Are you suggesting that the moment the season starts, that's when our cautious optimism immediately comes to an end? Is that is that what you were just is that what you just said? <laughs> I'm I'm, su- I'm suggesting maybe by April twentieth, but that's a whole other thing. Of course, this show <laughs> brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. New customers can get down on all the action with the America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get podcasts, and leave us a five star review. But most importantly. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX so new customers can get $5 on any team, bet $5 on any team to win, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Uh, Jesse, today uh, was a sad day. It was a sad day because today was the day that uh, we had to see Alec Thomas get sent down uh, to minor league camp. And I felt like there was only... One way I could uh, sum it up my feelings uh, about this, which was with this image that I posted. Wow. Yeah, pain, Jesse. Some quality Photoshop work This is good Photoshop work right here. This is good Photoshop work. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Alec Thomas getting sent down? I don't think either one of us are surprised. I don't think neither one of us expected necessarily to see him on the opening day roster, but still kind of sucks. It was a, it was kind of a pipe dream. I think that he would be on the opening day roster, right? We had this idea in our heads of how cool it would be. If somehow, some way Alec Thomas was, you know, the opening day center fielder batting lead off. That just would have been so cool. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is not unexpected. Like you said, I think we saw that this is probably what was going to happen. And, and frankly, given how Alec Thomas performed in the cactus league, Uh, We can't say that this is an altogether unfair decision. You know, it'd be one thing if he came out and batted 400 and hit five homers in 10 games, but that's not what happened. He was, he was okay. He was solid. He certainly gave us a glimpse of, you know, what the future hopefully holds. Um, But I don't know if he's quite ready for that opportunity yet. The Diamondbacks certainly have no reason to rush him at this point. Well said, well said. And I agree with that. And I, I will say this. If you if you have bad feelings about this, you you can't get upset that the Diamondbacks didn't give him enough opportunities in spring training so far. He probably sure. got more starts than I than most guys on the roster I can think of. So they absolutely gave him an opportunity to go out there, like you said, impress and potentially win himself that position out of the gate. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but that's baseball, right? I think he definitely showed yeah. a lot of promise for in a lot of areas. I think the one thing that you couldn't deny was how good his defense was. And uh, and it, that's something that's very exciting to look forward to for the future. His bat just really didn't come around. He had a couple of moments of glimpses of what we could see, but his batting average wasn't great in the at-bats that he had. Um, also, just, I mean, in, in some cases, I saw him swinging. Jesse had some really bad pitches. We all, everyone sure. does that, right? So it's not like yeah. 
oh, that he's he's definitely under a different mic- microscope, at least for me personally, than other guys. I'm not going to uh, criticize or, or scrutinize other players on the team, I think, as much as I am Alec Thomas, because I really wanted to see what this what this kid could bring. I haven't had a chance to see him play much uh, in, in real life. You know, you, you rely on reports, you rely on stats, you rely on all that stuff. But sometimes when you see these guys in real life, it can really change your perspective of who they are and how good they are. Uh, Luis Frias mm-hmm. uh, is another guy like that. I think that his numbers probably don't translate over as well, but man, you're just like, that guy is just, he, he is just this close to wrangling in those hundred mile an hour pitches and having them actually hit the strike zone and being yeah. dangerous, like being a dangerous pitcher. Um, but that's, that's a tall order. That's the, that's what makes pitchers great. It's not the ability to throw the ball hard. It's the ability to throw the ball hard in a very small space. And uh, if he if he can't get that figured out, I don't know when we'll see him back here. But again, he is an arm for this franchise that I think could be big in the future. Well, we talked about it with William Bohr the other day. Uh, the Diamondbacks have 14 guys on their top 30 list who are projected to make an appearance to make their debut in Major League Baseball here in 2022. So, you know, we see these guys sent down to the minors and it's initially disappointing um, but keep in mind, D-backs fans, I don't think it's going to be long before you see Alec Thomas. I don't think it's going to be long before you see potentially Luis Frias. And I don't think it's going to be long before you see a lot of other guys, uh, particularly on the pitching side, who could make an impact at the big league level this season. So there's there's a lot to be excited about as far as the Diamondbacks farm system is concerned and how good it could be for this year. I mean, I think this really is going to be a big year for a lot of those guys to come up and show what they can do. I think the other thing here is that we had some announcements about other guys getting sent down and there was actually a surprise or two in there. Uh, yeah. We, we're, we're not going to see the law firm at third base anymore, Jesse. Uh, they, they have disbanded. Uh, the law firm of Van Meter, Ellis and Rojas is no more. Uh, Van Meter, we are finding out information just recently has been traded. Uh, so he is no longer part of the organization. Uh, Drew Ellis, a part of this uh, information uh, is that Drew Ellis has been uh, sent to the AAA Reno Aces. So now at this point, it seems like the Arizona Diamondbacks just have the law firm of Rojas at third base. Also, we will see, um, at least for now, don't know how long, but Matt Davidson over there at third base as well. Matt Davidson is interesting because, and and yeah, I mean, we're getting to the point where there aren't that many extra guys left in camp, in big league camp. So, you know, the guys that are still there, there's a decent chance, at least for some of them, that the Diamondbacks are still interested in potentially having them on the opening day roster. And I'm not sure, and I mean, Matt Davidson has to be part of that group. The The tricky thing is, you look at the numbers and they really, they really don't stand out much. I don't have them in front of me, but He's sure. under the Mendoza line with an OPS around 600. And obviously it's a very small sample, but it's hard to take a guy like Matt Davidson, who hasn't really been able to stay consistently at the big league level throughout his career and suddenly say that he deserves that opportunity after just not really having a very good cactus league. Uh, however, the Diamondbacks are kind of backed into a corner where they don't have a lot of right-handed hitters. It's actually uh it's pretty crazy, Derek. The diamond, how, how left-handed this Diamondbacks team is. I mean, you look at their outfield not rotation worried, right by now. By the way, Tori Lavolo is unfettered by the idea that they are too left-handed. He almost doesn't believe that that's a thing. Interesting. 
I, I, I don't know if, if I agree. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you think about the outfielders uh, that are set to make the team and every single one of them bats left-handed. You've got Dalton Varsho. You've got David Peralta. You've got Jake McCarthy. You have Pavin Smith. I mean, it's just, it's all left-handed and, and not having Jordan Luplo, which I know we'll get into a little bit more later. Sounds like he's not going to make the opening day roster. That could be a pretty big hit when it comes to, you know, facing a, a lefty like Blake Snell or whoever the Diamondbacks uh, have to face in that opening series with the Padres. And especially Josh Rojas being their primary go-to for third base. I guess I have to question if he's done enough to be that for this team. Like yeah. we, we definitely talked about expecting to see a lot of Josh Rojas at third. I think at times even I said I wanted that, which I don't uh, be careful what you wish for because now it seems like we're going to get a lot of Josh Rojas at third, but not, I don't know if that's such a good thing for this team. Yeah, maybe, maybe not the ideal outcome. We talked about it the other day that that's just kind of the spot that's open for Rojas and he has a, a great deal of defensive versatility. And so I think that's just kind of where he fits for the moment. And we'll see, right. you know, where the pieces fall throughout the season. If someone else emerges and, you know, the Diamondbacks have the ability to, uh, to move him around like maybe they would ideally want to. But yeah, they don't really have any other clear options at third base unless Drew Ellis, you know, comes out of nowhere and knocks the cover off the ball in AAA to the point where they want to bring him back and, and give him another shot. And and even, even if that's the case, right, the issue there is that it's Reno. And so it's still yeah yeah it's like what idea. what is the what is the bar like does he have to hit 450 in order for us to believe that he's you know I like he's made a, a OPS noticeable improvement it's OPS over OPS a over a thousand okay Easily. all right I I don't know I I don't know what's going on there but uh, I will say I do like Ro Rojas getting more time right yeah um, and I think it's like Doctor Nighthawk says here passion isn't there but defense is. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if with Josh Rojas, it might be the opposite. I think, uh, Josh Rojas's passion is definitely there, but I don't think that his defense is, is there for third base, at least not yet, yeah. but we'll see how that plays out. Like that's definitely not something for sure that we are going to see, uh, you know, in, in the future, Josh Rojas is very coachable and he's the kind of guy that could develop, um, uh, and maybe, with his willingness to embrace any role on this team, uh, maybe, you know, his willingness to embrace a role at third base, if that's where he's going to get a lot of playing time, we could see him, you know, kind of at least get coached up a bit. Uh, not, not, not called out, not called out, called up as Monty Williams would say, but, you know, coached up <laughs> there too, into that position. I don't know. There's some guys I, I wouldn't be as confident in their ability to do so. I think Josh Rojas is a great baseball player. I really think he is. And I think that he's the kind of guy that could dedicate himself to getting better at a position. Maybe if he drops this mindset of being a utility guy, maybe he can really carve out a place for him at third base. I don't know, though. Third base mm -hmm. is a difficult spot to play. It's not right field. It's not first base. It's not some of those positions that you really can, you know, kind of, redefine yourself as that it's 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 typically one of the better infielders you know playing over there so yeah i, I don't know what we'll see um but there's, there's definitely a there's a high like 
offensive performance bar that you have to cross in order to really make it in baseball as a third baseman like teams expect to get a lot of offense from third baseman True. in general and so but first Josh base, Rojas we're talking is about that with first the, base and right field too right smashing the ball yeah right so um but you were talking about the injuries and we do have some injuries already that we have to deal with and kind of forecast how those injuries are going to impact this team uh, Nick Ahmed is struggling with it. Is it a back issue? Shoulder issue. It's a shoulder issue. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulder issue. And now Jordan Luplo uh, has, has a medical condition as well. It's uh yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, It's kind of an inevitable part of the cactus league. It feels like no team really gets out of the cactus league with their full ideal, perfect roster ready to go for opening day. Uh, but this is significant for the diamondbacks because Nick Ahmed and Jordan Luplo, uh, both are right-handed hitters and both happen to be especially good at hitting left-handed pitching. And the Diamondbacks, like we said, given how left-handed they are, it's going to be tough for them in, you know, in this first part of the season without Ahmed, without Luplo, there's not a lot of guys in this lineup that bat right-handed that are going to be in there every day. Cattell Marte, we know, destroys lefties and Carson Kelly also destroys lefties. So, there's going to be a big load on those two. But other than that, you know, I mean, Peralta, Varsho, uh, even Geraldo Perdomo is is generally better uh, batting uh, left-handed against righties at this point, even though he's a switch hitter. Josh Rojas, of course, a lefty as well. Paven Smith, uh, Christian Walker is in there, but he had a down year last year. So those games are just going to be tough. There's there's just a lot of um, a lot of unpredictability when it comes to the Diamondbacks facing left-handed pitching. Yeah, and it's uh, again another problem that they went through last year, right? It's it's a problem with their roster, the way it's constructed right now, and it's also not just the roster, but their depth. Uh, they don't yeah. really have the depth. They don't have enough guys that bat different, you know, uh, bat right-handed, left-handed, all of that. They just they don't have a good enough mix. I think there is a stubbornness there uh, as far as the belief in left-handed hitting. And I, I do believe there's some stubbornness as far as not needing right-handed um, hitting. And like you said, Ahmed and and uh, Luplo are both very good at hit, hitting left-handed pitching. And to have them in the yeah. lineup and have them in the mix, it's uh, it, it yeah. you know that's just one more thing that limits this offense right now. That really isn't high-powered enough to go without weapons like that, or to go without not just weapons like them, but without right-handed bats in the lineup. Mm. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, once you get Ahmed and Luplo back, then I start to feel better because then you have Ahmed, Luplo, Carson Kelly, and Cattell Marte, who all have basically made a living of feasting off of left-handed pitching. Um, yeah. So you feel pretty good. Like if that's the top four in your lineup, you can get by with, you know, a Peralta or a Rojas or uh, Seth Beer, or whoever it is who bats left-handed down, uh, you know, lower in the lineup. But what you do, you just... You want to stay away from having any of those guys in the middle. You know, I mean, if if uh, Josh Rojas is in the middle of the lineup against a lefty, it it's might be tough for the team to to generate runs in that kind of environment. So the good news is neither of these injuries seem to be uh, huge. Uh, Nick Ahmed got a cortisone shot, I believe, yesterday and is theoretically rehabbing and on his way back. Uh, the MRI didn't seem to show any significant issues uh, with what he's dealing with in his shoulder. And then. 
Uh, I believe it's an oblique strain, a grade one oblique strain for Jordan Luplo, uh, which generally is about a month, something like that. So Christian you know, Walker experienced that a couple of times, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a few, a few guys deal with that over the last few years. So it's not like Luplo is going to miss half a season. So it, you know, it's, it's to the point where the diamondbacks are in a pretty good shape as far as, as far as injuries are concerned, they're in a pretty good spot going into the season. Well, just in case you were concerned, Jesse, my lower back is doing much better. And I know you don't want to talk. I was concerned. I was concerned. Yeah. I appreciate sitting, (laughs) sitting, driving. These were all difficult things for me, but Again, I'm not an athlete, so nobody asks me about my injuries or how they're coming along or when I'm going to (laughs) be off the injured list, and I think that's bullshit. Uh, But I take a lot of things personally. Uh, We want you guys, of course, to check in on us. I want you to check in on me and make sure uh, I'm doing well and make sure my injuries are healing. And you can do that by becoming a member over at gophnx.com. You do that in our members-only Discord. That's where you can message us about everything. I still haven't seen the first episode of Moon Knight, no matter how much I've been hyping it up. I, this is the life I live right now. It's spring training <laughs> season, baby. I don't have time to do anything besides go down to the Ainsworth and party with the PHNX crew, which, by the way, shout out to everybody who came out last night to the Ainsworth. I know I know, the, I know, it was the Suns crew, but I would love to see some of you guys on opening day when we will be out at the Ainsworth again for our first live broadcast uh, for opening day for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I'm super excited about that. Jesse, I wish you were here so much. We will miss you so much. And of course, we'll be chatting with you that day as well. But of course, uh, if you're a member, not only do you get down on all this member love and action, the discord, you get members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, but you can either get the annual membership, which will get you a free t-shirt of your choosing. We are going to give one of those away tonight on this very show. But if you don't win one, or if you want to, if you win it, and you're also, you want another one, sign up to become a member, get your annual membership. You'll get your free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. Uh, if you're not interested in that, you can get your month-to-month membership, and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. No matter what, you're a part of our family, you're part of the PHNX family, we want you to be here with us. And I, mostly, I want you guys to celebrate in the victory that that was announced. Because if you've been watching this show, if you've been watching and paying attention to the things that I care about, you will know how big of a deal this is to me. Jesse, we have new food at Chase Field. New food at Chase Field, Jesse. And like, well, is it really food? I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like all ice cream and and like donuts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right? So what? They're playing. To, <laughs> they're, they're playing to the audience. I love it. And I'm fine with it. We have Black Rock coffee coming. We have Chick Fil A. I love Chick-fil-A. I need it. I mean, it's still like you could get fried chicken um, already in the ballpark. So that's not really that new. And also French fries. Okay. But could you um, get Chick-fil-A sauce in the ballpark? No, that's very good. That's, well, that's, that's excellent. That's well, bring it back around. That's that's game bring it back around. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A sauce. We got Scoop Wells dough bar. Uh, I'm guessing that's some sort of frozen cookie dough bar. We got Zoya neighborhood yogurt and not pictured here. We also have... Uh, uh, Kremely, uh, which is a frozen yogurt stand that you can right now get out at Salt River Fields, but we'll also have a new stand at Chase Field. And Jesse, not to mention the fact that we now also have cold beers and cheeseburger taking over the former location for Friday's front row. So things are turning around. I mean that because going to a place that looks like a closed down shopping mall isn't an exciting experience, right? When you pass by stand after stand at a fucking baseball stadium 
and they're closed. I mean, it's one thing if they if if it's a if it's a actual eatery, but it's just closed today because they decided to only open half of their locations for a day sure. or something like that. This yeah. is different. There's no actual restaurant in some of these places. It, it is. It's like the dead stores at the mall you pass by, and we're like, oh, that used to be a Payless. Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. That's what Chase Field has felt like. I I'm excited about this for selfish reasons, obviously. I am a selfish person and I'm going to eat all of the ice cream, but I honestly feel like this is very, very important and good for the team to do this. I felt like this was something they just haven't addressed in the last few years due to the situation. And I don't think it was very healthy to go that route, but it was what they felt like they needed to do given the business of the pandemic. Essentially. I can't fault them for that. I feel like their forecast about how many people were coming out to the ballpark was pretty accurate. I felt like they knew they weren't going to get that many people coming out to each and every game. So they just decided to wait until this whole situation cleared up. And now it has. If you want to talk about a sign of life for me, Jesse, it's the fact that ice cream, all this stuff is back. I'm excited about all this stuff being back. I'm excited for all these, you know, all of this stuff, all the food. Most importantly, though, I'm excited for it not to be an empty, you know, ballpark uh, again and to have options that even if i don't eat some of this stuff like i probably being completely truthful won't eat some of this stuff um but i will say that it's uh it's just exciting for people you know i will be hitting up that black rock coffee though because that is something that i need in some of these long long games but i know i'm just i am uh I'm just excited for it. I'm excited for okay, it. Okay, so I think again, it makes it it makes it that much more of an exciting experience at Chase Field. So, so do you think you're that you're clearly the foodie in the room here because sure. I am not. Um, it, how does this compare to the options that were there prior to all of the things being closed down at Chase Field? Okay. We had Lolo's chicken and waffles. We had yeah. well, Lolo's um, hasn't been there for a while, so Lolo's actually right. pulled out quite a while ago, but. I'm with you on that. Like, you know what I think is important is that having it actually be restaurants or something from outside of a, of a ballpark from outside of a stadium that, you know, is kind of fun and special, right? The problem right now, in my opinion, with Chase Field is you're getting pizza, you're getting hot dogs, you're getting, yeah, uh, all the red hot and double headers. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting the generic, generic um, ballpark food. And, I don't know. All ballpark food, in my opinion, is a bit of a letdown. That's the truth. No matter how much you spend on it, no matter what, it's it's never as good as it looked uh, in the picture. And it's made by yeah. someone that doesn't care nearly as much uh, about your meal as you do and all that stuff. Right. So but I will say that when they were going off the rails there for a period of time in the mid 20 teens, right, when they were, you know, when they had the D-bat dog and they had the churro dog and all of these things. We're coming out one after another. It felt like eating at the ballpark was an exciting experience. It felt like it was a, an event. It felt like going there. You're like, hey, man, I want to bring three friends with me just so we can all split the D-bat dog. That kind sure. of stuff has gone away. There's absolutely no reason. And I think the reason <laughs> I find that to be ridiculous, because I think if the team isn't doing well, you should be creative in how you're bringing people to the ballpark. So if the team isn't doing well and you also scrapped a bunch of eateries in your place, you're really not yeah. giving the average fan that doesn't 
you know, doesn't really care about the outcome of the games. They want to see the Diamondbacks win, but they don't live and die by the team. They just want to go out for a fun night. You're giving them zero reason to come to the ballpark. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, is, um, so you but, think oh, these new places question, will, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I do think, I do think it's better. I do think okay. It, okay. it's, I do think it's a better situation, but I've also noticed that people like people were really big on like the Sonoran dogs and other things. Right. So as much right. as, as much as great as it is to have Chick-fil-A and things in there, I, I would, I'm always a big fan of like more options that, that you can't really already get in the ballpark. Chick-fil-A is still fried chicken sandwiches and French fries. And it's still not much different than what you could already get. I was a big fan sure. of like, uh, you know, Panda Express being in the ballpark. And that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, but Panda yeah. Express was always packed because because it's just re- different. There's nothing else like it different. in there. Yeah. Season ticket holders, much like myself as someone that works at the ballpark, get sick of the, you know, of the food and they want something that's at least a little different. Like, hey, I don't want fries tonight. Um Dr. Nighthawk asks, what's your ballpark food? What do you claim for the deep for the backs? I I don't know. Like, I don't know what I think the churro dog would be our signature item. And since we're talking about the churro dog, I'm going to give you a PSA. If you ever order the churro dog at Chase Field, the most important factor here is before you leave the stand, remove the churro from the middle of the dog. I know. I know this completely, this, it ruins the fun, right? But a hot churro with cold ice cream and a donut. They don't mix. The ice cream melts. Oh, the churro yeah. gets cold. Nothing's happy by the time you get back to your seat. Yeah. Just listen to me. Listen to me, please. Take the churro out. Hold it in your hand. Walk with the other stuff in your other hand back to your seat. When you get back to your seat, do what you want to with that those items. But I'm just saying they should almost serve you the churro in a separate container like what McDonald's used to send apple pies home in for your churro yeah. to stay hot until you get to your yeah. seat and then you apply it to the dog there's just it's not it's an, you have to inst- instantly eat it by the way uh, i want to give a shout out to bo brack who's our new arizona cardinals yeah because one time bo brack and i had a contest to see who could eat three churro dogs fastest oh that's frightening oh my and I gosh won, and I won. I, I, and I believe it. Forget that. And Bo will never forget that. Uh, but uh, it doesn't matter if the ice cream is on bottom. The ice cream being on bottom, it's not, I'm telling you, that pales in comparison to how ruined your churro dog is going to be if you leave the hot dog, the hot churro in the dog next to the ice cream. It's all I can, that's, that's, that's literally the best piece of advice I can give you about our ballpark. I don't have much besides that, but that's what I can give you. Um, and also, uh, I will tell, I will give you this. If you're not already signed up for DraftKings Sportsbook, I will give you our code of PHNX. And if you're a new customer, new subscribers, new customers, whatever you want to call yourselves, viewers, listeners, whatever you want to categorize yourself, you can get down on the college basketball action by betting just $5 on any team to win, and you will get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. Uh, and I have been winning. Uh, I didn't do well on my brackets, but I did well on my individual betting, which is why the DraftKings Sportsbook is there. Your your brackets crumble, that's fine. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook. You have a backup plan. That's what we do. Uh, existing customers can get down on same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college heaps, hoops team to win their game, and you will get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. It's contest time, Jesse. I made a All promise. Right. I made a promise to the world that we would give away a PHNX t-shirt of your choosing should we hit 2,000 followers on Twitter. It took like a week to get 10 followers to cross the line. And then once we did, we were at like 2,100 in like the blink of an eye. I don't know what that's about, but you guys made me wait for it. <laughs> made me anticipate it. Uh, you made me sweat I think the Cactus League started, and suddenly there were yeah, people interested in baseball yeah, again. <laughs> people are like, oh, yeah, baseball's back. <laughs> I forgot about that. There thing. you go. But with that being said, I have loaded everybody that qualifies, everybody that's eligible, into our little uh, wheel of names, and we right now are going to select our winner. Excuse me while we go a little uh, uh, inception here for a second. All right, everybody's name's in there. We're doing this. Let's go. Wheel is spinning. Wow, we have the spinner. Okay, yeah. all right. Oh, DBFB 2024 on Twitter. Okay. There is our winner. Congratulations. So we will be reaching out to you uh, to get an address and to get your shirt of your choosing. So we thank do we you know what uh, Do we know what DBFB stands for? Diamondbacks, um, Diamondbacks fan, um, Baxter, and fan Baxter. Baxter. Yeah, there we go. Baxter. It's definitely fan that. Baxter. Yeah, and Baxter. I, okay. It's the best I could do. <laughs> um, but also, what I'm going to give you guys is my DraftKings pick of the week as well. It's the end of the week. It's Thursday. I want to make sure we make some money. Uh, my name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm known as your mayor of PHNX, but I'm also known uh, as Lewis Rich. I'm also known as the Pillsbury Doughboy. Uh, I'm also known as Daddy uh, Stacking sta uh, pa Paper Stacks. I forget what the kids call me. But anyway, <laughs> you guys can go down the Dra DraftKings Sportsbook. Get down. I know my friends are going to like this from, uh, the, uh, from, from the DNVR side. Go get down on the Ooh. Denver Nuggets. They're playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. I have them covering the spread uh, by three and a half points. I threw in there a point total. I think they're going to clear 113 and a half kind of went in the middle for the point totals that you can add to your same game parlay. And I'm taking Joker for whatever they, they haven't posted the options yet because it's still Thursday, but as soon as those are up there, I'm getting down on it. Um, points, rebounds, assists. It's one of my favorite categories, Jesse. I love. Wow. So you don't even, you don't even know what the over under is and you're just well, taking it, the, over. no, I don't not yeah, for not for Joker. No, but it doesn't matter. It's Jokic. There's uh, they give you, <laughs> they give you a variety to pick from. So if you want to go with a little easier, you can kind of go on the lighter side of it, but it's points, rebounds and assists combined. So the guy's just a beast. You're, you're not yes. going to, uh, you're, you're not going to go wrong there. And honestly, uh, you can add as many legs as you want. We just said that in the promo, but I'll say sometimes just to be a winner, I like to keep it minimal. So you add as many legs as you want, but I'm telling you, that's going to be a great game. I think the nuggets are going to have a good showing in that one. So uh, that's, that's my pick of the week. I hope you guys make money. Yeah, the, money. Let's all make some money. The, 
the T Wolves are pretty good, Derek. So that's a, that's a bit of a, they've been playing some pretty good basketball lately. I know. Well, you know, it's it is what it is. I'm, this one's for the Denver peeps, but I believe I believe strongly there you go. Nuggets. What can I say? Uh, they're playing some good, good basketball all year round. Uh, but we thank you guys again for checking out the show. Again, no worries about Alec Thomas. All of our all of our little baby backs will be up here soon enough, and we'll be excited about it. But for <laughs> now, uh, let's try to figure out what this team is, who this team is, and how it's going to win against left-handed pitching. So uh, we thank you guys again for checking out the show. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. And that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review. We'd love you for it. Uh, if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube right now, subscribe to the PHNX Sports channel and uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from any of our teams. Shout out to the PHNX Suns crew last night. They raised a ton of money for charity through the Super Chat. Uh, I would love to do something similar. So I hope we can organize something like that so that we can do some good for the community as well. I appreciate everybody that participated in that. It was something beautiful to see, not only from the people that were present, but the people commenting in, in the chat. It was a, a great night for, for those guys over there, the Suns uh, Twitter or Suns account. But again, we thank you guys again so much for checking us out. We appreciate you for being members of the PHNX family. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we're so excited for opening day to come around in one week. And remember, kids, one baseball week. is fun, but it's so much more fun when you let the young guys play. <laughs>